guys, welcome to episode 52 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt. I'm Matt Rodriguez, the Owner-in-Chief Editor of ShakeFire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney with Last One to Leave the Theater.com and ATLCW.TV. And we've got a, uh, a rather condensed show for you this week in comparison to last week. So uh, let's yeah. get started. Um, I guess we didn't really have any movie premieres this week, so... It's been a slow um, week, surprisingly. It's been a slow week. One of those rare moments where we don't have yeah, any well, screenings. And it's distressing because uh, The Circle comes out on Friday, and the director is James Ponchels, who I uh, really love his work. And them not screening it for any critics is not a good sign. No. Is I am going to go... S- Sorry. Is there a score up on Rotten Tomatoes for it yet? Uh, I have not looked on Rotten Tomatoes. I doubt um, since I am gonna nobody's go to... really even seen it. So. <laughs> yeah, but somehow somebody yeah. always sees it early, even if they don't screen it for critics. I know they, um, they were doing like a... <coughs> they had a premiere, I remember. Because I remember hearing about it and getting some emails and stuff about it. So like they've been promoting it, just not... Yeah, they for... and they had a... a, a uh, some sort of event on Monday. Yeah, like a live Twitter chat kind yeah. of thing. Well, um, I am going to go see the film on Thursday, so I will have a review up on Friday um, on my last one to leave the theater.com website. Well, I will point people towards that because apparently there's like no score yet on Rotten Tomatoes or anyone else talking about it. So, I mean, it's a good cast. Tom Hanks yeah. and Emma Watson. That's... Uh, Hard to imagine, and with with uh, James being the director, it's hard to imagine that being a bad film. But it just doesn't bode well the lack of screening and critic op- like critics being able to review it early. Yeah, well, so. and it's like and I was underwhelmed by the trailers. Like, I love James Ponsel, just like Mike's Mike does too, and like I've loved his previous films, but I was just underwhelmed by the trailers. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really look interesting to me. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not interested in it. We'll see. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Oh, we look forward I'll to your you review, know. Mike. <laughs> I'll let you know. Well, the review I know you guys have all been waiting for my NASCAR experience. <laughs> yes. Um, your so, rainy NASCAR experience. My rainy NASCAR experience. Um, I was like really bummed out because they obviously it rained on Sunday when there was supposed to be the actual Food City 500, and. Um, it got postponed to 1 p.m. yesterday, or what would would be yesterday. It won't be when you're listening to this, um, but on Monday at 1 p.m. And um, I, I was, you know, coming home on the plane. I was like, oh, you know, it'll so this will be perfect. I'll get home, I'll turn on the TV, and I'll just watch the race. And, um, and then I didn't get the channel, so that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> but, um, what what was, channel did it come on? Um, well, I guess because they have to reschedule stuff, uh, uh, it, yeah. it was not on the channel. I guess it was originally supposed to be on, so it was like on uh, ESPN Alt One or something like that. Um, I don't get either of the alternate um, ESPN channels, so it did not bode well for me. Mm. But that being said, um, the rest of the weekend was a super cool experience. I actually published an article. Um, about nine things I learned from my first NASCAR experience, and uh, <laughs> let me let me pull it up and educate you yes. all on, on what I learned from NASCAR. Do um, tell us, because <laughs> I've never been to a NASCAR event, so you're you're one event ahead of me. <laughs> 
Well, I, I was talking to um, some of the auto trader folks today. Um, they were the ones that brought me out for the for the race and kind of wanting me to write this article from the perspective of someone who knows nothing about NASCAR, which I could definitely do because I knew nothing about NASCAR. Um, but it was surprisingly really awesome. I, I didn't know how really data focused and how technical NASCAR stuff actually was. Um, I think I was like most people just kind of picturing like, you know, um, like cars going around in a circle. Cars, cars going around in a circle, but also like the PC way of being like, oh, it's just a bunch of rednecks watching it um, and like drinking beer and rooting for car crashes. Um, I guess that's kind of what I pictured in my head and, and getting to, to be there and be down in the, the pits and the garages and be able to actually see the crew and see, you know, what they're doing and um, and really learn everything about, you know, they bring these haulers with them that has the, the cars in them, but they also have everything that they need to rebuild the car in those haulers if they need to. And all of the things that they're measuring and the heat of the tires and the heat of the tracks and just all of these things that go into play, especially with a short track like Bristol, where it's only half a mile around the whole thing. Um, and it's a different, It's it's got this really steep um, banking on the sides that's steeper than any other any other racetrack. So there was a lot of things that were kind of cool and kind of getting to learn about more of, I guess, the, the technical side of it and the data side of it. That's more what I was interested in. And I asked a lot of really, really dumb questions, and thankfully uh, people <laughs> were, were very kind about answering them. Um, but yes, let me, uh, let me share with you what I, what I learned. Um, the first thing I learned was that Bristol was a short track that was half a mile uh, long. And when you actually have the numbers in the race names, that stands for how many miles are in the race. So the Food City 500 is a 500-mile race. Um, so that answered that question. I was like, how long does this go for? How far do they go? It's like all this stuff that if I like actually looked at it, I'd be like, oh, that makes total sense. Um Cars go about 140 miles per hour on Bristol's track, and on some of the bigger tracks, they can get up to 200. Uh, but since this is short, it's basically a lot of braking, turning, accelerating, and repeat. Um, my favorite thing that I learned is that drivers are fans of things, too, specifically Joey Logano being a fan <laughs> of ABC's Revenge, which I love. I assume that his wife got him into that, but... Um, it was really funny because I've got this video up too. I, I sent you guys the video, I think yesterday, and uh, of Joey Logano thinking that I looked like Emily Van Camp from Revenge. And I, I started to be like talking to him about Agent 13 stuff in Marvel, and he thought I was giving him spoilers for Revenge. So um, Logano is definitely not a nerd <laughs> in the sense of uh, Marvel and DC, but he totally geeked out with me over Revenge, which I thought was pretty hilarious. And then I saw him the next day, and I got a quick picture with him, and he's like, I watched four episodes last night. I'm up to where they do this now. And I was just like, oh, my God, you're like a fanboy. I love it. Of Revenge? (laughs) Of Revenge, yeah. Is Revenge still going on? No, No. it ended like two years ago. (laughs) But I love that he's such a fan of it. Um, Then my my favorite thing that I found was um, the the scruffing of the tires, which I I posted a couple of videos of um, on FanBolt and on social media. The act of like where they're they're scraping the tires and there's fire and it's the smell of like burning rubber, but it's also like getting to see the tires become really smooth after you see them, 
you know, coming off the car and they're kind of all messed up. Um, there's just something really relaxing about watching them scruff the tires. Now, now um, why do they do that? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I, 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 I have curious, this, uh, I have this I saw detailed the out. And it was all just burning tires and them just kind of, you know, taking like a chisel to it, it seemed. No, making it all no. smooth. You know what? I thought I, I I don't have that information, but I do have another fun fact about the tires. <laughs> um, most of the teams actually remove the air from the tires and actually replace it with nitrogen because compressed nitrogen contains less moisture than compressed air. So when the tire heats up, any moisture in the tire vaporizes and expands, which causes the pressure inside the tire to increase because changes in tire pressure have such a huge effect on the handling of the car. Teams actually use the nitrogen to have more control over the pressure. So that doesn't answer your question at all, but that is no. a fun fact that I'm going to try to distract you with. <laughs> it's a good fun fact. <laughs> no. they, they, Science. Science, exactly. It actually reminds me of one time I remember seeing... It's not NASCAR, but it was a F1 race, and they mm-hmm. attached a a heat camera to the car, and they would show like it was pointed at the tires, and they would show how hot the tires got, and it was just it was crazy. Like the levels of heat that they could withstand was ridiculous. Yeah, it was uh, when they would pull the tires off of the car and kind of throw them to the side. I I just kind of put my hand up to them to see how hot they were, and they were really really hot. So it's, um, and the track heats up too. Um, I, I saw them going out and I'm not sure the exact reason why they did this either. They're gonna have to bring me back for another race because I have all these questions still <laughs> that I need to get answered. Cause I was just, I was full of nothing but questions. Um, but uh, they were going out and actually measuring the temperature of the track at one point after practice. And so I guess all of these numbers, you know, how, how the temperature of the track actually affects the tires and the tire temperature and, you know, the actual pressure and all of these, all of these data points that they're having to kind of continually an- analyze to be able to, you know, move ahead of another car is, it's just really kind of fascinating. Um, but back to my list of nine things, because <laughs> I know We've you're trying like to know the two? rest of them. We've done... <laughs> I don't know. Three, I think. Yeah, three. Um, ring earplugs. That one's kind of like a, a duh thing. Um, make sure you you get them in right. <laughs> because, um, you know, the little ones that you just stick in your ears, like, they don't always really work that well. So, like, the headphones are the better way to go. I did not have those. I will have those next time. Um, Bristol, of course, is the, the loudest track in NASCAR, which I learned before I went, thanks to Mike. Well, I, I know somebody used to go to and see the races there, and um, he told me that that was the loudest track he's ever been to, and he's been to almost every racetrack. Yeah, it was it was really loud just during practice, and that wasn't even like the full number of cars that are going to be out there at one point, so or at any point. So I don't, I, I really can't imagine how loud it actually gets. I'd, I'd love to hear it. Um, even the the Air Titan trucks which they, they take out onto the track after it rains or if there's any kind of moisture on the track, they take these trucks out there to, to try to dry the track as quickly as they can, um, which they were doing on Friday and Saturday because it was wet both of those days, um, not as much torrential flooding <laughs> as there was on, um, on Sunday, but uh, it was those trucks were really loud too, so I was wearing my earplugs for those as well. Um, Obviously, wear comfy and realistic shoes and clothes. 
Um, what? I, uh, not the high heels? Not the high heels. You know what? I was gonna go like full-blown Kentucky Derby mode. Thank God I didn't do that. Just as the making the joke that I wanted to make. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really funny. I have this video of what I packed that's up on the article, and it's just like all over the place. It's kind of like girl thinks she's going to Coachella, but like isn't really sure what to pack. So it's a. Uh, it's pretty funny. And then, of course, it rained so much on on Sunday, and you're not allowed to have an umbrella in the stands, and I don't own a waterproof jacket. So I they gave us ponchos, but it was so windy that it wouldn't, like, stay on me. So, like, there's a photo of me, like, holding it onto my face with my teeth, just trying to stay dry. Why, um, why aren't you allowed umbrellas? I guess to obstruct, because they obstruct, obstruct the viewpoint you. of people? Yeah. And I think I probably could have gotten away with it since we were down in the pits in the garages and then up in the suite, but um, I just didn't bring it just in case they were going to try to take it away from me. But um, obviously the races don't happen when they are wet, uh, when the track is wet. Um, the NASCAR tires don't actually have tread on them, which is what helps the tire grip the road when it's wet. However, when it's dry, the tire generates more traction when the, the sticky rubber part of the tire has direct contact with the track. So that's probably why they do the, the scruffing of the tires is just so it's as smooth as possible. Um, so it'll have more traction with the track. So um, that, that seems counterintuitive to me. Yeah, it seems counterintuitive to me too. But, um, but but science. But science. But science. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> By the way, you're speaking of weather. That that race used to be in February, so it could have been a lot colder and, and like uh, snowy and, at that point. I yeah. would think. Um, yep. I mean, Bristol is you know right on the border of of northern Tennessee and uh, Virginia, so I imagine that it's uh, could be fairly not fun there during the winter but um it was really cold there too on sunday it was like the mid 40s and raining and really really windy um which is just not what you expect for for april but in case you're wondering if you ever find yourself in bristol and your race gets postponed and you don't know what to do the answer is the bass pro shop where (laughs) they have a pretty awesome bowling alley and a bar and you can spend tons of times there and they're actually um the people that work there were really cool because our group was uh none of us were good at bowling so we're like let's put up the bumpers and see how that goes and then that was even worse because we invented pong bowling (laughs) which uh you have to hit both bumpers before you can hit the uh, pens and somehow none of us were any better at doing it that way um but uh but i recommend i recommend it it's uh it's fun i don't think the comet will allow us to do that next week (laughs) probably not they probably there was a lot of people there that were like looking at us like come on now really can't you just bowl like normal people (laughs) but we had a good time You are in a Bass Pro Shop bowling. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't judge. You're in a Bass Pro Shop with a bowling alley in it. Like, you come on now. We're all having fun. Like, this wouldn't be here if we weren't supposed to have fun. But um, it was actually funny when we were walking into the Bass Pro Shop. There were like three little girls that were walking out, and they each had like just bought Barbies. And so I don't think I understand what Bass Pro Shop is anymore after seeing those girls come out with Barbies and then having the bowling alley in there. I'm like, maybe I just don't. There was like a restaurant, and like I don't know. It was it was weird. 
Um, but it was cool. It was definitely a, a fun activity for the day. Um, the drivers all come in on private jets, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I saw those when I was coming in from the, when, when I had landed and I had a, a driver that picked me up and he was kind of like breaking everything down in real layman's terms for me about everything and pointing out literally everything as we passed it, um, which was kind of cool. Um, and I think that's my nine things. Uh, yeah, so go read my post for, for more awesomeness and video of that amazing pong bowling I was yeah. describing. Well, but, sounds like um, you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. The The suite was, the view was really, really awesome. I just wish I could have seen a race from up there, but hopefully they'll they'll have me back out. They have one in the fall that's a nighttime race, and I guess the way the lights interact with... Um, are, are kind of like highlight the the paint on the car. It's supposed to be really visually beautiful, um, and that was really intriguing to me. So my fingers are crossed that they they have me out for that one. It's like um, cosmic racing. It is like cosmic racing. I mean, I can totally get behind that. Um, but uh, one more thing of recognition or of note that I I did this week that I you know as a part of the Emma doing things she's never done before week which is what I've started calling this I went to a basketball game last night which was a playoff game <laughs> asked a lot of dumb questions at that too nice <laughs> I was like how long does this go is it like two halves or like four quarters or like oh Emma what? I was like do you call it a goal when the ball goes in the basket <laughs> like. What? So, yeah, I'm educating myself slowly but surely on sports. But we won the game, and I'm going to take did. full credit for that because I don't think I've ever been to an Atlanta sports game in which the Atlanta team has won. So, Were you at the Super Bowl? No, but I jinxed that. Michael tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you don't say we got this in the bag at halftime. That's, like, frowned upon. Um, Especially yes. when it comes uh, to Atlanta teams. Yes. Yeah. Especially. <laughs> just so much disappointment for so many years. <laughs> yeah. So so what so what's your next sport going to be? Emma? I mean, you you seem to be You know what? I really want it to be curling. Curling. <laughs> okay, that's going to be a little difficult in Atlanta. Have you been to a what? soccer game? Atlanta United? I think that's probably the more likely thing that my next one will be. Um, but I've not been into a soccer game. Curling though, they do have curling up in Marietta at um the Mick skating rink so you've but already researched this <laughs> well i i've seen that they do it there and i'm intrigued by it i don't know if there's like a curling season um have, have you ever watched curling yeah i watched it in the olympics it looks okay. fun i want to try it like i actually want to participate i don't know how much fun it would be actually watching it but i want to partake so do you want to be the the sweeper or the chucker um sweeper i think sweeper the See, chucker I, is too much like your. It's just like you're playing a a cold game of like shuffleboard at that that point, and we all know. Well, actually, actually, Mike and I did really well at shuffleboard, so maybe I should. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> still, still a sore spot with with Matt, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so moving on from the uh, week of sporting activities that I've I've done. Um, since we don't have a review this week and there really hasn't been anything new that's uh, come out, we'll, we'll take a quick look at the box office results, which I don't think surprises anyone. Fate of the Furious was in first again. Um, total gross up to date is $163 million, um, domestically. 
and Boss Baby still hanging on to number two. It is that at surprises me. Why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Know. It, and it's and it's made a hundred almost one hundred thirty seven million dollars. Yep. yep. Tell us how you really feel, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Well, the, the big big news of this of the releases was the fact that um, Unforgettable uh, bombed so badly. Uh, yeah, coming in at seventh, it made four point seven million um, on its twelve million dollar production budget. Well, like they yeah, did a terrible job of promoting that. Like I got nothing regarding that movie. Like they didn't screen it for us. There was really they, well, they actually did. They did screen it for us, but it was on the same night as another screen. Screening was there? I don't remember getting yeah. an invite. No, they did. They did screen it for us, but it was like they first off they it was very last minute. Mm. Uh, you went and saw uh, Born in China, yeah, instead of Unco- Unforgettable, which did slightly better, better. coming <laughs> in with um, with uh, five thousand dollars more <laughs> than yeah. Unforgettable. Uh, it came in at six. I will so. chalk that five thousand dollars up to my review last week. I think you should. I think you should. Totally, I will take credit uh, for that. Take credit for that. <laughs> it was also, but it was also in like a thousand less theaters. So that five thousand dollars goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, it does. Um, also, looking at the promise. I mean, all all the new movies did terrible. Yeah, the promise uh, made four million on its ninety million dollar production budget. I actually wanted to see that one. I don't think there was a screening for it, but they, yeah, uh, there was, was one at the Atlanta, Atlanta Film Festival. Oh, that's right, that's right. That you did not go to. That I I went to a party for an after party, <laughs> after party, and I went to a pre party and a pre party and a pre party. Yes, you just didn't attend any films. <laughs> Uh, and then life way, is difficult, Mike. Way. I gotta go to NASCAR and all this other stuff. <laughs> then, and then another dis- disappointment was uh, Free Fire. Way, you know, it was way in way less down. theaters. Way, way down um, in 17th. <laughs> yep. It was oh. only in 1,000 theaters, but it only it only did a little less than a million dollars. Which is terrible. Yeah, that's, that's which, really yeah, bad. Which, because we both really loved that film. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm sorry that's that's doing badly and Boss Baby is doing so well. Well, you know. I got, so if there's I got a theater playing Free Fire around you, go see it. Go It'll see be, it. It's worth it. <laughs> and apparently there won't be a lot of people in the in the audience, yeah. so you won't be distracted. <laughs> well, we don't have a lot coming out. Um, until Guardians, so this next week's probably not going to be any any different. Although I expect that we'll see the circle somewhere up there near the near the top. Um, but in case there's nothing that you want to see this weekend, you can go get La La Land and watch it in the comfort of your living room. Yeah, La La Land is now on Blu-ray and DVD I- and all those good film formats. So. <laughs> I actually need to buy it. I haven't bought a DVD in so long, um, but I'm gonna buy this one because they're, I just like need it. They're supposed to send it to me. Um, Lionsgate know, is, so I'm just I'm just that. waiting on that. But uh, it's not yes, n- not a priority because you know it's it's doing so well. <laughs> it doesn't need any any reviews. But um, <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna try try to get on that bandwagon too. I need a copy. Um, 
But let's talk about Girl with All the Gifts, which Mike has, or Matt has seen. Yes. Mike has not seen it. I have not seen it. I know nothing about it. I know, I don't know who's in it. I don't know anything about it, so. Well, let me tell you about it. All right, give us um, the description. Well, it's a British film that actually came out last year in the UK. Um, I think it might have had a few, a very, very small release here in the US. But um, it's this post-apocalyptic zombie drama movie where, you know, the world is falling apart. And there are zombies that have been infected by this fungus. Um, In this movie, they call them hungries. Because, obviously, they are hungry for blood and humans and um this one group of survivors they've they have these children who are these hybrid kind of they're infected but they still have these human qualities so they can think and talk and act on their own but if they get too close they'll try and bite you and so basically the film is this one, this small group of followers. Um, Gemma Arterton is a teacher. Uh, Glenn Close plays a scientist. Basically they are rescuing this one girl um, named Melanie. She's played by Sienna Narua, who's I think, I don't know, she hasn't done much, but um, basically she's like the key to finding a cure, a possible cure for this outbreak and they are just trying to survive in the world and it's really good i i enjoyed it i know i know neither of you two are gamers but uh if anyone I'm listen, a gamer well what the heck? okay well yeah no you are but you come over and we'll play some halo and then then you say i'm not a gamer <laughs> Well, like PlayStation gamers, <laughs> you, like, you can enough. come over. You can come over to my place and and play uh, Nintendo sixty four. I will gladly play Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> play some well, retro like, games up in here. Okay. Well, like The Last of Us. Have either Have either of you heard of The Last of Us? I've heard of this. Nope. This is us. No. Okay. Well, The Last Run of Us is a is a <laughs> really good PlayStation game. Came out a couple years ago. It's very similar to that. I got a very similar Last of Us feel because, you know, it deals with the whole kind of zombie outbreak that's from fungus and, you know, trying to find the the survival of the world is based in this one girl, basically. So it's very similar to that if anybody listening has played to those that game. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's a very – different spin on the whole zombie outbreak um the zombies are a lot like 28 days later if you ever seen any of those films you know they're quick they're very agile and you know very ferocious and you know the focus is on this little girl who's you know like half zombie half human so like she has the qualities of both it's really really interesting and it does some really cool things so i enjoyed it and cool. it's it's now out on Blu-ray in the U.S., so definitely check it out. Yeah, it looks like it, <clears throat> it really didn't ever play in the United States. Um, it did play at a uh, couple of uh, festivals. Um, it won the horror features um, at the Austin Fantastic Fest, and that's saying a lot um, to win it at the Fantastic Fest, this type of film. Um, yeah. And see, I and it's won a... 
I'm sorry? I don't know, like, how far I would classify it as a horror, because it's not too scary. There are some, you know, classic horror zombie moments, but it's, I don't know, I just, I wouldn't classify it as a horror, per se, at least the general perception of horror. Well, I have not seen it, so I can't weigh in on this. <laughs> but, um, so cool, that's out now on... Yep, that is now out. It came out this week on Blu-ray and DVD and all that good stuff. So, Well, cool. So those are two movies for you guys to, to check out um, this week. And, of course, next week we'll have um, Guardians will be out. There's also um, season two of Sense8 is going to be coming to Netflix on May 5th. So those are two awesome things that you should check out next week, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about then after we've, you know, rubbed some shoulders with some people on the red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. We got that going on this weekend, which is going to be awesome. I'm really excited to see who's going to be there because, um, when we went to the Captain America premiere, it was all of the guardians cast because they were currently filming uh, volume two. And so this go around, um, I'm assuming we're going to have some of the Avengers cast there and, um, I, I would assume that would... I, I know would assume it in, include the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of the Guardians cast is here right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Rooker... I, Rooker's probably here. <laughs> he's always Michael, here. Michael Rooker always, is always everywhere at all times. He's right behind you. <laughs> he is. <laughs> just creepy, just like that. Um, I think they're filming it. Because I remember I saw um, a uh, a video on... Twitter the other day, I think it might have been today, where they said that there was like a possible spoiler for, because you know, there's been a lot of talk about how the title of Avengers 4 is like a spoiler. Right. Yeah. And apparently, apparently Zoe Saldana might have just spoiled things on the red carpet, because she was talking about how they were filming Avengers, and then she said that they were coming back for blank. I won't say it unless... We want to spoil. It's it could no. possibly a spoiler. I don't know. There, there's an article. Go by the time <clears throat> this podcast is up, there will be an article about this on Fanbolt. So if you want to spoil yourself, you can you can go spoiler. You can check, spoil check yourself. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. I know that they're doing press right now. I think I want to say that they're yeah. in London. Um, so we'll we'll see if they make it back in time. Um, of course, last time. Um, Matt and I managed to make our our way in and actually watch watch with the uh, the cast because we weren't supposed to like all the cast and the crew we weren't supposed to be able to get get in we were just going to do the carpet and then they let us go in and, and uh, we saw a couple Walking Dead cast members in there too yep. which was kind of cool and I know that several of those guys are back in town because one of them was looking for a bike shop recommendation on the west side of Atlanta. <laughs> um, so, and posting on Twitter about it. But, um, so yeah, there's... Well, yeah, they're, uh, they're getting ready to start filming new season, yeah, so... That should be... That there's should a lot of people in town, <clears throat> so who knows who we'll see on the red carpet this weekend. My hope? Yeah, one of, one of, the, th- one of the things I wanted to bring up is I'm kind of <clears throat> mad at the internet because it seems like well th- th- with guardians it seems like they've given away all the secrets that that you know now we know that there's five post credit things that happen now we know that Miley Cyrus is a voice i mean i, I wish that Miley Cyrus is a voice she is yes, of a robot 
I yep. did not know that. Well, see, now well, I spoiled now, it for you. Now I'm mad at you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> see, but I, it just seems like I want to. I want to. That's one of the. That was one of the the really cool things, especially with the Avengers. That last final scene um, that they had filmed at the while they were at the weren't they at the Academy Awards and they went. Or no, it was at the premiere. No, yeah, it was at the premiere, wasn't it? No, I have I no idea what you're talking about. Where they filmed the <laughs> shawarma scene for the Avengers. The shawarma scene, because oh. I think that was the Academy Awards, actually. Maybe it might have been the Academy Awards. It was something like that. Where I thought, I thought it was the premiere. Maybe though. it was the premiere. I don't know because I thought they all left and went and filmed that that one scene. Yeah, and. Um, who was it that had to put on a wig because he had cut his hair? No, no, no. It was um, Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Evans had to have his hand continually on his face because he had a beard, so he couldn't Gosh, show his full it. face, oh, right? Because he was okay. growing a beard for another role. But that was just one of the cool things yeah. about that was that 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 really surprised me, and it just seems like with Guardians. Stuff gets released almost every day about it. See, I, I want to go see the movie first. See, that yeah. doesn't... The whole, there are five post-credit scenes doesn't really... Yeah, but there's people that are telling you what those post-credit, those post-credit scenes are. Well, just avoid that. Yeah. Well, I am, but I'm, but I'm just saying it's, it gets harder and harder, especially on Twitter, to avoid all this stuff. Well, it yeah, does. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just, just internet culture and social media nowadays. Yeah, you're gonna get spoiled if you're if you're active on social media about yeah. anything that you're anything yeah. pop culture related. It's like I know everything that happens in Game of Thrones, even though I've never seen an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who lives and who dies and who's come back should, to life. And should still watch it. It's really I know good. Everything about season eight already. <laughs> um. Well, right. well, that was my my little rant. Sorry. No, good. That's, we like rants. We do They're like interesting. rants, <laughs> especially when we don't have any reviews this week. So yeah, I know. We need we filler content. To, we need filler content exactly. Um, but on that note, um, we will have a full recap and hopefully um, a couple interviews once we figure out who's going to be on the carpet um, on Sunday, and we'll have a review of the film, of course, and. Um, next week on May 1st at um, the Comet Bowling Alley in Decatur, Georgia, we're going to be having Comet Cosplay. Um, you can get all the details up on FanBolt and up on our Facebook page, of course, facebook.com slash FanBolt. Had to think about it there for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I'm still I'm still sleep deprived from all the travel. But um, you will have to be dressed in cosplay to partake. It can be as simple as you want it to be. Um, like if you are a girl and you have long hair, just braid it, wear a black shirt and some cargo pants and call yourself Katniss and we'll, we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be, but it will be free on Monday night. That won't include um, drinks or, or food, but there will be specials for those. But since it's our first one, um, the comments being super cool and uh, giving us a couple of lanes for free to just start building the, uh, the event with. So nice. um, come out to that. And then I have one other cool thing I'll be doing this week. Um, I'm going down to Porsche on Friday for an event. Um, I don't really know what to expect, but it's supposed to be a conversation about the people and companies that are demonstrating how culture is influencing technology and vice versa. Um, so they're going to have Jermaine Dupri there and then a couple of other um, people of note um, to kind of have that 
that conversation about how culture is influencing technology. So that should be pretty cool. And anytime I get an opportunity to go down to Porsche, I will totally take it because that's a really, really cool place. Try to see if you can sneak into a car. Yeah, just, you know what? I'm sure they have some just hanging out. I'll just take one around their test track and... Yeah. And see, see. You'd be like, it... I'm Emma. I was at a NASCAR event. I can, I can drive. <laughs> I can this. do this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I feel like um, it was really funny because when I was interviewing um, Joey for the the Facebook Live thing on Auto Trader, um, there was these the, these two really awesome guys that were doing an interview um, for their stuff ahead of me, and they were asking him if he ever gets in like a normal car and like just wants to like you know pedal to the metal and like weave in and out of traffic because you can't like turn off the nascar and he's like no that's like not a problem that i have but like me (laughs) going and seeing some practice races like i'm wanting to like get in a car and race oh yeah so i mean that's how i felt after fast and the furious eight fate of the furious exactly you're just like oh my god i gotta gun it you gotta gun it and you know you just motorcycles getting chased by submarines like literally everything i want to do it all I just what well, I, <clears throat> I thought we should have uh, all danced when we came out of La La Land. That's true. I did want to go dancing after La La Land too. <laughs> this this totally uh this is all totally justified. But yes, we must anyways. do everything after every movie. Like I wanted to just eat somebody's brains after watching the the girl with all the gifts. You could eat some monkey brains. I think that's a thing that you can order, I, I think. I think I think I will pass. Yeah, and I, I don't think I want to eat it either. I just remember seeing that scene in Indiana Jones and being like, ugh. <laughs> All right, now that we're going off on a tangent, um, <laughs> that's actually all I, ha- all I have for this week. Um, do you guys have any anything else to tease that's coming up on y'all's end? No, you're, you're the one who does all the fun stuff. We just watch movies. <laughs> That's what makes this podcast work. That somebody, that, somebody in this group watches movies. And and now and now I've got to go out and find monkey brains for for Matt. Do that. Do I it. Will, we'll make I a will video. Eat them. I will eat them on a podcast <laughs> and give you my reaction live. We should totally do that. We should have like a food episode. Like, uh, what's that show called where like you have to eat disgusting stuff? Um, Bizarre foods. On- not bizarre foods, but it was like a fear like factor. A fear factor, yeah. We should have a fear factor episode of the Atlas <laughs> podcast. See, we actually need to do a video of that, though. We will. Do It'll like be the special the, episode. That's the, a video. The companion. The companion. Yes, exactly. You, you can get the Atlas podcast on whatever format you want now. <laughs> video, <Yes>. audio, <laughs> transcribed. 4K, 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> All right, since we clearly have nothing to talk about, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our episode this week. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt.com. I am Matt Rodriguez, the Owner and Chief Editor of ShakeFire.com. And I'm Mike McKinney, looking for monkey brains on LastOneToLeaveTheTheater.com and ATLCW.TV. I love it. I love it. We'll talk to you guys next week, and we'll have some some more substance for you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Later.